Merry Christmas. Yeah, that'll wake you up. They, uh, I always liked that song as a kid, especially. It uh, had a little pep to it. So, go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills, everywhere. I was thinking from Everest to Kilimanjaro, the Smokies to the Rockies. The fact is, you shout it from the mountaintops. Jesus Christ is born. That, that's why we're celebrating today. You know, sometimes I think that we uh, forget why we're celebrating. We forget we're celebrating the birth of our Savior, our Lord. You know, sometimes I think we, we miss the, the wonder, the joy of Christmas because we're too busy, we get stressed out, we're, we're distracted. I sometimes think that we need to just take a breath and remember why we're celebrating. You know, Scripture says, the angel said to them, he's talking to the, the shepherds, do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. The wonder of Christmas is found in the manger. It's found in Jesus. And I believe the closer you get to the manger, you find joy, hope, peace, love. In the manger, you find Jesus. You know, Jesus' birth, it changes everything in life. And I'm, I'm really glad you're here today. I know that there are a lot of other things you could be doing, that, uh, but you chose to be here. And so here's my prayer for you and my hope for you is that because of that choice, that you'll find some hope today, some encouragement, some strength, a little bit of peace, and that you'll recapture a little bit of the wonder and the joy of Christmas today. And when you leave here, that you go out and you tell everyone, Jesus Christ is born, that you share that message. We're, we're in this series, uh, Unwrapping Christmas, and uh, I, we've been trying to bring a little bit of joy, a little bit of fun to, to the service uh, and it seemed fitting that someone should open a, open a gift each week. And so uh, we have a gift. It needs to be open. I, I was watching. Jonathan, you look tired today. I'm, I'm just saying, just a little bit? Yeah. So uh, I thought you might be able to use this. So Merry Christmas. Um, are you clapping because he's tired? He's always helping out any way he can around here. So you have to open it. We're all going to watch you. <clears throat> We're just going to stare you down. So <laughs> I, I told Cindy to put lots and lots of tape on it. So <laughs> yeah. It's a box. <laughs> little, little coffee. Yeah, 
Yeah, Black Rifle Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next week, he's going to be bouncing off the walls in here. So <laughs> Merry Christmas. So, you know, today we're going to unwrap Christmas. It is the greatest gift you will ever receive. That gift's laying in the manger. I remember when I was in junior high, um, our class, we got the opportunity to decorate the storefront at White Oaks Mall, and it was brand new at the time in Springfield, Illinois. And uh, so we worked on this project for weeks and weeks, and we dreamed and imagined, and kind of an added bonus for us, we got to miss a half a day of school and uh, to go set up the window. And so we, we created what I thought was this amazing manger scene. And one of the things we did was we left the manger empty. And uh, in, in place, we put a sign, and it said, is something missing from your Christmas? So I thought, well, this is pretty cool. After school, my mom picked me up. Uh, we went straight out to the mall, and I could not wait to show her what we had done. And I had this vision as I'm dragging my mom in into the, the mall that I'm going to have to push my way through the crowds of people just to get a glimpse of it, you know. And so we, we uh, get in the mall, we, we get near the window, and there, there was a crowd, all right. They were shopping. They were walking by the window. They were not even looking at it. And, and I was crushed. And my mom, my mom made a big deal out of it. My mom was uh, always, always encouraging to me. And so finally, we wandered over. We found a, a bench nearby and sat down. And pretty soon my mom goes, hey, hey, somebody, somebody's looking at it. And I'm like, oh, mom, she's from her school. She doesn't count, you know. And people are just zipping by. Finally, I could not stand it anymore. And I got proactive, and that's just my mode. And so I started stopping people. I go, pardon me, I need, I need you to look at this. Our school created this. What do you think? And I remember the first lady that I stopped, she's like, she kind of gives it a quick look. She goes, oh, very nice. Merry Christmas. You know, and off she goes. I attempted to stop people for quite a while. And many of them, they thought I was going to like sell them a cell phone, except we didn't have cell phones back then. And, and you know, it was one of those brush-offs, like, yeah, yeah, I, we already got it, we already got it. Yeah. And so finally, I just, I go over, I sit down, I'm, I'm discouraged at this point. I keep watching, and I'm hoping that somebody will stop and that they'll get it, you know? And finally, a lady stopped. She had two kids. She picked her little daughter up so she could see. And, and the older boy goes, Jesus is gone. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> you know? And the lady like turned around, and she looks at me. And I looked at her. And finally, I go, hey. Yeah, Fonz was big when I was a kid. So uh, anyway, it was one of them moments. I do not know how many people really looked at the window that year. I don't know if they noticed that the manger was empty. I've always wondered, did it make 
a difference in anybody's Christmas that year. But here's what I know absolutely. Without Jesus, there is no Christmas. Jesus is the greatest gift that has ever been given. And it is the greatest gift that you can ever receive in your life. Matthew writes this. He says, she will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoke through the prophets. Virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. Which means God with us. Friends, if you really look in the manger, there's several things you see. You see a mighty God, first of all. You know, that, that word mighty in the, in the Hebrew, it, it means strength in battle. That's the kind of power that was in the manger. It's the kind of power that I, God wants to give. You, you find strength and power in the manger, which is kind of surprising when you think about it. Because when I think about strength and power, I don't think baby. I think like military power, political power electrical power, but the greatest power, think about it, that has ever come to this world was found in that manger. I mean, in the manger, you find a mighty God. You know, a new strength was born that day, that first Christmas, a new strength for our lives, a new strength to win the battle that you face, and I wonder today, Anybody need a little strength in their life? You know, what's the, what's the toughest battle you have right now? You know, relationship gone south? Is there some challenge that's getting the best of you? Where is your greatest battle? I challenge you to identify it. The manger, friends, is not a sentimental story. It's about the power of God coming to this world and the power of God entering into our lives. You know, God's saying, I, I, I want to make this power available to you. I mean, what kind of power is that? Well, Paul tells us, Paul says, now all, all glory to God who's able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think, some versions say, imagine. That's power I can, can really grasp. I can imagine. It means God wants to do more than my very best idea that I have. Well, how do I connect to that? You know, how do I power up? in my life. How many of you have a cell phone? How many of you are playing on it right now? <laughs> no. All right. How many of you charge your phone once a day? Let me, let me see hands. Come on. Play with me here a little bit. How many of you charge once a week only? Every two weeks? <laughs> Young ones are going a couple times a day. <laughs> The, the fact is, if you're going to stay charged, 
with God's power in your life, you have to connect daily, all right? You, you can't just come to church once a week or every couple weeks and stay charged in your life. It is not enough. You need more than that. You, you got to spend time in, in God's Word, you know, spend some time in prayer each day. Just, just talk to God. You know, it's like any relationship that you have. You, you, it's how you connect. You know, God, here's what's on my mind. Here's what I'm thinking. You know, God, can you help me with this? I, I need a little bit of wisdom. I need some guidance. You know, part, part of the reason I think that we have lost the wonder, we've lost the joy, the hope, we don't have peace in our life, it's because we have reduced what took place that first Christmas to just a nice story in life. You know, we've listened to modern culture. I mean, Old Navy, they, they've taken Christmas. They've reduced it. It's a, it's a holiday season with Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you know, Kris Kringle. The, the Gap, they've, they've reduced Christmas to simply a winter holiday. And friends, if you think Christmas is just another holiday, it might explain the gap between where you are in your life and not having the wonder of Christmas. You know, not having the power of God in, active in your life today. The manger, friends, you find a mighty God. You find power. You find wonder in life. The Hebrew writer says he's the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. I mean, you, you can miss the glory of God because you're so focused on all the little things that, that happen at Christmas time. We've talked a lot about it in this series, you know. The one staring at lights, it's not blinking properly. I, I can't find the galactical snacking baby Yoda, you know, that we wanted. The, the fact is, those distractions. They, they, they mess you up. You end up not celebrating that God came to this world wrapped in human form. The creator and sustainer of the universe came into the world as a baby. Jesus is in the manger. That's what we're celebrating. Hey, think about it. The God who created everything becomes a creation. The God that knows no bounds all of a sudden is confined to a mother's womb. You know, the, the God who's the most majestic makes this grand entrance in a smelly stable, almost hardly anybody noticed. The most sovereign God must rely on human hands all of a sudden to feed him and clothe him. The God that spoke everything into existence, created everything. Now, the only, the only thing he can do to communicate is cry. Mighty God. Mighty God. The most high becomes a baby. Friends, the manger is full of God's glory. And I, I know it's hard to grasp I mean, how could God do that? I know that some of you struggle 
with it. You're, you're not even sure if it's true, right? But I would challenge you to not rely on the skeptical musings of this world and rest your faith on something that stood for thousands of years of history. I'd encourage you to keep seeking the truth. Keep seeking God in your life. You find the truth in the manger, and you can find it at Christmas. You know, God's present. I mean, when you recognize the glory of God, and you realize what God wants to do in your life and through your life, you will find you start wondering less about, well, how did it happen? I don't understand that. And you'll start wondering more about, why did it happen? Why did God do that? Why? Love. Love. That's why God became human, because of love. You find God in the manger. You know, again, we're looking at this, and it says, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Emmanuel, it's another name for Jesus. God is with us. God was showing up. Why? Well, I think he wanted us to know that he understands what it's like to live in this world. You know, that he understood what it's like to, to be weary in life, to suffer, to feel pain, to, to get hurt. You know, that's the kind of God that we worship, a God that understands and understands and experiences victory and successes in life, but he also understood what it was like to be rejected and despised. Emmanuel is in the manger. The glory of God, it's, it's up close. We can see it. You know, when you, when you think of, about glory, we tend to think big screen, don't we, about glory? And in fact, I, I think our whole society is kind of celebrity-driven culture. And, and uh, let me be careful what I say here. It's fine to enjoy sports, movie, the arts, entertainment, all that stuff. But we tend to not only enjoy those things, we start following those celebrities. And we want to know all about them. And we, we follow them on you know, Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. And it's in an attempt to kind of feel close to them. And I think, what, why is that? Why do we do that? Well, friends, all of us need something bigger than ourselves. It's the way God wired us. And if you're not finding that in God, you start looking elsewhere. You want something bigger than yourself. But I will tell you, you need something bigger in your life than Adele or Drake, or Billie Eilish, you know, something bigger than, than Tom Cruise or Kim Kardashian. You need something bigger than the, the greatest uh, athletes that are on the planet. You need something bigger. You need something more in your life. And I would challenge you to look in the manger and find that. It's God. I mean, where do you need more in your life? You know, what problem? What situation? Do you have? 
I know some of you, you go, I've got great plans. But friends, when you realize what God wants to do more than you can imagine, it, it kind of is amazing. There, there's a, an attitude of awe that ought to hit. It ought to kind of set things in perspective to how great God is. You know, you may be facing a, a situation that's bigger than you. But it is not bigger than God. It's not bigger than Emmanuel. God is with us. And in the manger, not only do you find that power and that glory, you find hope for life. And when it comes to hope, I think our tendency is to focus on the wrong stuff. We look to worldly solutions, don't we? You know, things like the lottery or money, if I just had more, or the stock market or careers or, or politics. We want all this stuff to fix everything. How's that working for you? Here's something that I have figured out. When you put your hope in things that go up and down, up and down, you live in a cycle of instability, and you will lose hope over time. We are living in a culture that is losing hope. But when you look in the manger, you find hope. You, you find that everlasting Father. You know, you find hope. It's eternal because of God. It's more than some sentimental wish that we have. You know, I hope God hears me. You know, maybe God will help me. I don't know. Friends, in the manger, you find hope. You find certainty. You know, Paul, Paul writes, he says, For in him, every one of God's promises is yes. For this reason, it is through him that we say amen to the glory of God. The manger contains the one that made all the promises of God into a yes. There are over 7,000 promises in the Bible. In the manger, God said yes to every one of them. God, God promises to rescue us from difficult situations. Yes. Yeah, God, God is one that will provide everything that we need. Yes. You know, God has promised to be there with us no matter what happens in life. Yes. You know, God is a God of wisdom. God will give us wisdom and he'll guide us. God will save us from, from our sins. He, he'll save us from eternal death. God will save us and give us salvation in Jesus Christ. Yes, 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 yes. Some of you, you may be wondering, is, is that true? Is that all true because of, of Christmas? Friends, you're looking at your life, and I know some of you are going, I'm not sure. I mean, you're not seeing the yeses right now. In fact, you would say, I'm seeing a lot of no's. You're seeing a situation that's not working out the way you thought it was going to work out. How do you see hope when you're having problems? 
Well, Paul, Paul tells us, he says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they are good for us. Ouch. I don't like that. I want to mark that part out. But he says, they are good for us. They help us learn to be patient. Patience develops strength of character in us and helps us trust God more each time we use it until finally our hope and faith are strong and steady. God's word says that's how we find hope. Instead of running from the problems, instead of trying to find a a problem-free place to, to exist, and I will tell you, that does not exist it's not, not real. Paul says you've got to see it through. God will help you. And in the process, you learn patience. You develop strength. Your character grows. You cannot find hope in your problems. All right? But you've got someone you can hope in no matter what that will see you through it. It's a mighty God. It's Emmanuel. It's everlasting Father. So where do you need hope this Christmas? Where, where do you need to trust God? What do you need to trust God with? You know, what situation do you need to give to him? Give it to him. Some of you may feel pretty hopeless today. In fact, maybe as I've been talking, it's stinged a little bit. Never let your temporary situation steal your eternal hope. Don't. Don't do it. The manger screams, God loves you, and God cares, and God wants to be involved in your life. You know, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's how much God loves you. That's how much God cares. You just have to look in the manger this Christmas. Accept the gift of Jesus. And when you embrace the wonder of Christmas, you realize that your salvation, it came in the manger. The victory was won Christmas Day. You know, where do you need love in your life these days? Where do you need the love of God to to move? I I would challenge you to speak it, to name it, to say it. You know, I need the love of God to move in a mighty way. And maybe it's someone's name, you know, someone in the family or a friend. You know, maybe it's saying, God, I need your love to move in this situation. I need your love to move so that I can forgive and let go of some stuff. Where do you need God's love? Where? Where? And I'd encourage you to get beyond yourself. The fact is there are people all around you that need some good news. I mean, who is it that needs that good news? Who is it that you just need to share about Jesus this year? Who needs what's in the manger in your life? See, I believe one of the greatest acts of love that you can give is when you reach out to family, friends, 
maybe a coworker, and, and you just invite them to church. Now listen, do not try and change them. Just invite them. A lot of times, the new year, people are more open to that kind of thing. Who did God just bring to mind for you? You invite them and let God do what God does best. Let God meet them where they are. Christmas. God came to this world as a child in the manger. God came to be with us, and that's why we celebrate today. Our Savior's born. Our Savior's born. Let's bound a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you. God, we thank you. We thank you that you loved us so much that you sent Jesus. And God, I pray that just in this moment that uh, we would just take that in. God, I know there's some that need hope. They need some peace. They need some joy. God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just pour it into their heart and into their mind right now. God, may we share that good news, that great news. Jesus Christ is born, your, your son, your precious son. God, I thank you that you loved us that much. Strengthen us. God, I pray you put a hedge of protection around every family here. And that they would just celebrate your great love. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. God's people said, let's stand and we're going to worship. There'll be prayer teams down here afterwards. If you want prayer, uh, they'll be glad to pray with you. So let's worship.